You're listening to Five Things with Lisa Birnbach. Hi, I'm Lisa Birnbach, and these are the five things that made life better this week. But this is the first week of 2019, and 2019 sounds like science fiction to me. I grew up in the 20th century where there was a song, a novelty song called In the Year 2525, If Man Will Still Be Alive. (laughs) It's still an adequate question. But here we are. It's 2019. And everything's different and nothing's different. What is different for me personally is that my exhibits have been home and around, and I love that. And you'll see very personal pictures from my own personal iPhone on the blog at lisabernbach.com. And also a fantastic guest on today's show, who I think you'll love. It's Exhibit B. Woo! And I'm very eager to talk to her and for you to hear her distinct voice. First, I want to talk about New Year's Eve, the most bloated holiday ever. It's never going to be as good as you think. It's probably never going to be as bad as you think. Ours was lovely. We first had pre-gaming at home. Our home was filled with exhibits and their friends. And then there was pre-gaming with my mother who is not a drinker, so I had to drink her champagne for her. You know, it's what we do. And then there was the actual New Year's Eve party, which was lovely and so conversationally interesting that I didn't even realize that it was quarter to midnight when we finished dinner, which was good because, you know, ordinarily you're looking at your watch and you're just counting it down and you're waiting and you're dreading and you expect something big to happen. And usually something big doesn't happen. You just go on with it. Anyway, it's done. And now we can start afresh and think about all the new people uh, being sworn in in Washington. And we can think about everything that 2019 could mean. And with that, let's go to my five. Number one, it's Mike Berbiglia. I've always been aware of his work. When I say always, I mean about three or four years. He wrote a show, a one-man show called Sleepwalk With Me, which was, I think, first launched on This American Life with uh, Ira Glass. And I was just sort of vaguely aware of him. I knew the story. I'd heard some of it that he had a terrible sleepwalking condition, quite dangerous, actually, and turned it into comedy. Well, when everybody came home for the holidays, I decided that we all had to go to Broadway one night, and I got us tickets to see his new show, the first one that's ever been on Broadway, by the way, called The New One. And I have to say, a better choice we could not have made. First of all, he's charming. He tells a story that even though there's a beginning and an end and it's a kind of straight road, this story takes twists you cannot anticipate. And that was exciting. The writing was so smart. The staging was great. It's about his life and his wife and his family, and it was filled with surprises and charm. And my face hurt from smiling and laughing. Plus, We had other friends in the audience, coincidentally. It was just a lovely night. Then we all went out to dinner. I could not have been happier. But the real vehicle of the new one on Broadway is wonderful. Just a night that will make you happy if you have a heart. 
That is the only caveat. If you don't have a heart, you might not like it. Number two, I'm very aware that in the last week, New York cab drivers, Uber drivers, and Lyft drivers, and delivery people, and the people we depend on but don't often think about were exceptionally nice. Not nice in that smarmy, it's Christmas, give me a tip way. Just nice. Credit must be paid. People have been nice. It's sometimes really frustrating to get around the city during the holidays, during the peak of tourism, and it wasn't. And it was it was great. I appreciate that. And number three, which is linked to number two, are the two apps that you can get to pay for your New York cabs. One is called Curb, C-U-R-B, and one is called Arrow, A-R-R-O. They make paying for your taxi so easy and so fast because you essentially have downloaded your credit card into the app and you press in a code when you're in the taxi and then you can jump out of the cab the second your taxi arrives at your destination or in my case, a couple of moments before if I'm really late. The thing is that you also then have a digital record of all your taxi spending. And note to self, I did take a lot of taxis and car services in December. I'm going to try to economize on that in the new year. Anyway, those are great apps to use. Number four, St. Anne's Warehouse in Dumbo, which is a part of Brooklyn, performs or produces such fantastic, original, maddening, creative, avant-garde stuff, whether it's Taylor Mac and his multi-hour song cycles or people, places, and things, an incredible import from England. Anyway, it's a, it's a very special theater. You won't love everything there, but you will not regret uh, trying it out, seeing something there. We just saw The Jungle there. The Jungle is an immersive play about immigration set in a huge tent or a huge compound of tents in Calais on the coast of France en route to the UK. It is populated in this case by members of countries who are trying to seek asylum in the UK. And it's somewhat tribal because your ticket stub as a theater goer tells you whether you're sitting with the Sudanese or the Senegalese or the Eritreans or the Afghanis. And indeed, that is the part of the tent that they occupy. And it's very absorbing. It's very dynamic. It's hard to watch at times. And you're sitting in a bench and it's uncomfortable but I did get a crumb of a warm pita from a restaurant owner. It was uh, really courageous and interesting, and I am so glad I saw it, and I do recommend it to you. Number five, Robert Mueller, still steady as he goes, watching his every move. Must not be fun for him, but I don't think he's in it for the fun. And now, without further ado, here is my own Exhibit B, Boko. Hey, Boko. Hi, good to be here. Long-time <laughs> listener, first-time caller. <laughs> well, thank you, and that will do for us here at the show. Hey, so tell us, what brings you to New York? I was just dying to see you. That for is the, the correct holidays. answer. Yes. It's been great having you here. All I want to do is Velcro myself to you. And I'm cool with that. <laughs> you see? You see, I told you you'd love her. 
Um, you know, it's very interesting to have this experience with someone of your generation because I noticed over the holiday as we consumed culture together, we used to see things more similarly than we do now, not because of disagreements, but because of what's happened in the last few years and how you perceive and how I perceive the way of the world. For example, we watched one night really late a rerun of uh, Bridget Jones' mm -hmm. Diary. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing it and thinking it was a delightful truffle, just delightful. A truffle. A truffle. But when we watched it again, it felt uh, like a kind of dangerously out of touch predatory, period, yeah. predatory piece. And at first I wasn't aware of it. And you sort of pointed me in that direction. And it's now hard to deny that even a little chiclet comedy of 2007 is just a different experience. Can you talk about that? Oh, time's up on Daniel Cleaver and harassing Bridget over her skirt length. That is absurd. However, she holds up, but no other part of the movie really does at all. It's basically a how-to on seducing a underling at your workplace. And yet, there was charm to it, and not just charm, approval for it, when it came out maybe 10 or 11 years ago. I mean, things have changed that fast. So much. But we're on the same page about that. We're on the same page about it, but I would not have been so deeply mm, affected aware, by it yeah. or aware of it because the way men treated women in that movie was what I was used to growing mm -hmm, up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it was fine for a guy to say, hey, your skirt is so short, it's giving me impure thoughts. And that be something you'd have to deal with. I am so sorry. No, seriously. Yeah. Me too. Were you able to enjoy the movie? Yes, but by separating an entire third of the story out. Um, but Renee Zellweger is a dream in that, and I genuinely thought she was British for 10 years. <laughs> so, uh, yes, but I found it, you have to separate out pieces of it, and you have to look at it critically and go, this is really not okay, and parts of this age terribly and you hope that when they come out with the fourth, Bridget Jones' baby and another baby, that they address the ways that she was treated previously. And that she defends herself better. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let me ask you about enjoyment of other books and, and movies and, and oh. things. I mean, I know that you can still find a place in your heart to enjoy some stupid thing like Old School or Animal House. Right, or, but... Old School wasn't made, if Bridget Jones had been made by Miramax or Woody Allen, it would be so different than it being made by, um, well, I don't know who made it. I think that. it was made by Miramax. Miramax. Oh, no. Well, now I feel a little different about it. But um, <laughs> No, I think we commented on it. We oh, saw the right, logo right, and, right, and you said, right. we haven't seen this oh, in a while. <laughs> but, you know, uh, yesterday the conversation came to... Uh, I was out with some friends and we were talking about uh, Louis C.K.'s I Love You, Daddy. You cannot watch that and separate it from his actions, especially because they all came out around the same time. And with very good reason that movie was pulled. And with very good reason he lost a lot of money. You certainly can't separate it. So 
no, there are certain movies I'll never go back and watch. Or if I do, it will be to educate someone else. But uh, with Bridget Jones, it was sort of when it came out and still remains to be this celebratory movie about confidence and body image. And there's still a lot of problematic parts about it because in some ways the narrative about her is we love her in spite of her being overweight, in spite of her saying the wrong things and drinking and smoking. But when she begins to feel confident about herself, you can't help but feel good. Mm -hmm. So it's a great question. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It does make me feel sad that we can't have easy fun in a way. I mean, we can. We can. We played a game Christmas night that was really funny. And we play, you played Monopoly for cheaters over the mm-hmm, holiday. Mm-hmm. And there's still such a thing as good old-fashioned fun. And you can still watch White Christmas or It's a Wonderful Life and still feel all the feels, as your generation says. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's startling to see how sour things can be so quickly. But I think that will heighten the art that comes out in this generation to be even more incredible and even more thoughtful in each generation after. Why settle for things that were ignorant when we can have even more thought-provoking work that's done about so many perspectives? We, I, I don't need Manhattan. I don't need... Um, really any of the rest of the Miramax oeuvre. (laughs) I I, I don't need any of it because it was a sign of an antiquated time. Look at her. I am just so proud. Listen to my exhibit. Thank you, an unfinished media miner. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. Take that. Uh, Let's go to your five. Oh, excellent. Okay. Okay, number one. Realistic resolutions for the new year. I uh, had a friend who said that last year her resolution was to pack lighter. It was very achievable, and it sounds so absurd, but when the other resolutions are lose three pant sizes and become a pescatarian and all And learn Italian. Right. It's never going to happen. So this year, my resolution is to pull my comforter over my bed more days a week. Not every day, just more days. I'm pretty good at it already. So it's sort of a continuing thing, but I feel it's very, very achievable. And to eat less cheese, which I I should be eating no cheese, but I think less will, will be achieved this year. Good for you. Thank Let me you. say that is very Thank you. that's lower very your pre- standards. Lower your standards, lower your mm-hmm. expectations and as people say always, manage your expectations. Yes, and make them low <laughs> so that you don't disappoint yourself exactly. when you have to write the same resolution next year. Right. So instead, I'm really good about pulling my comforter, not even making the bed, just pulling it over. I think we understand the distinction. No, no, but now on the weekends. What? Whoa. Oh. <laughs> okay. I am not worthy. Thank you. Number two. Uh, exercising with you. That was my uh, a thing I'm very grateful for and have enjoyed in this uh, two weeks home because I think as two of the least athletic uh, human beings to step on planet Earth, uh, and I was coined 
uh, delicate flower in high school gym class, which for me was uh, 11 consecutive trimesters of yoga lattes and one trimester of Tai Chi. <laughs> <laughs> I was delicate in those. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that you decided to take as a compliment. Yes. Yeah, I, I think so. Knowing who, who proffered those, those, uh, that nickname to you, I think that's the only It is a compliment. Way. Yeah, sure. Um, so there's something very joyful to watch us try and plank in a gym class because uh, it sure doesn't work. I'll tell you this. Uh, we took a Pilates class yesterday, and I laughed so hard. But I laughed hardest at the thought of this very raring-to-go instructor thinking she was going to change our lives by motivating us. And then sort of we both... Sorry, Kristen. (laughs) Kirsten. Well, (laughs) now I'm sorrier. But we tried. We tried. We tried. We tried. And we we laughed. And I don't think she's ever, I mean, maybe she's met one of us before, but two of us at once is. It's almost not fair. It is almost not fair. And I liked her choreography with us. Yes. Uh, No, it was unachievable. Yes, it was. It was. It was. But I commend her trying. Yeah, good good on her. Okay, number three. Uh, Killing Eve. It's I'm very late to the Killing Eve television show party, but it's so incredible. It's a sort of spy assassin, dark, dark comedy. I almost don't even know if you'd call it a comedy, but it does have these moments of release that are so fun. And it's written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And I'm my... I'm leaving well-behaved women in 2018 and bringing badly behaved women into 2019. Uh, So we saw the pilot last Mm -hmm. night, which you had seen already. Mm -hmm. And I think what was interesting to me is this Phoebe Waller-Bridge who wrote it. You may know her from Fleabag. She's a uh, writer, performer in England. It's set in the MI, amongst the MI5 intelligence community in England, but the heroine, the protagonist, is Sandra O, oh, or played by Sandra O, oh, who, do you learn later on why this American or Canadian person is in England? Episode two. Okay. And it's a total side comment. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. What I found it less funny than you found it, mm-hmm. because I was so focused on the scary parts and the and the gory parts, but I see what you love in it. It's smart. And here is a nonconformist woman who brings her own Michigas to crime solving. And she's allowed to be human, not an automaton, which we never used to see. Those women who were at the higher echelons of crime fighting for all these years in movies and television always had to be sort of above reproach. And the this woman is a mess. It, or not really a mess, but she's kind of badly behaved and she's kind of, uh, she breaks rules a lot. Mm-hmm. She gets into trouble a mm-hmm. lot. And the assassin is also a woman. And so looking into the psychology of a woman who isn't a caretaker, isn't beholden to any real rules, isn't beholden to the rules of society that say what she should be. And we haven't really seen a lot of female assassins or female bad guys that aren't entirely using their sexuality as a motivational tool, which she is not. So I find the whole thing a really fascinating look into the other ways women can behave. Yes, it's very subversive that Mm -hmm. way. I mean, when you figure out, which even I could figure out who the bad guy was, the bad woman in this case, the bad agent, wow, she's 
almost worse than any man mm-hmm. I've seen mm-hmm. in the same way that when we see somebody being cold to children, you think well, it could only be a guy. And then sometimes it isn't. Stay tuned. Ooh. Yeah. So that's good. So Killing Eve. And mm. it, that's only had one season so far? I believe it's on two. But uh, uncon- yes, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I'll say two. But uh, not positive. But it's a pleasure that I've you can look. I've watched season one. <laughs> but it's a pleasure you're going to continue looking forward to. Yes. Okay. Very good. Number four. Four. Uh, has been reunions with college and high school friends since I've been home. It's been so fascinating to track the changes from high school to college through graduation, and it's been a really fascinating time of reflection and pettiness and growth. Well, I should say that you are 25, Mm -hmm. so you've been out of school a while, Mm -hmm. and so you're all at this very um, uh, profound time in your life of defining yourselves. And that's one thing that's been interesting is seeing, even for me, to see some of your friends and C's friends come over and you're, everybody's so much more composed and, and sure of themselves. Well, I also think we grew up in a really competitive environment, and it's interesting to see how that still plays into the dynamics of we were told that, especially in high school, we are each other's competition for getting into college. And therefore, you somehow believe that after college, we're each other's competition in the job market. And it, it it's so interesting to see how those dynamics in some ways don't change and in many ways do. And the nicest thing is to interact with people who go, we're all just trying our best. There is no right thing to be doing. There's no wrong thing to be doing. And at the same time, Every once in a while, you just kind of want to make fun of another person and what they are doing. So (laughs) we're not perfect. Um, But I really have enjoyed watching how my friends have grown and how they've changed, and some remarkably, and some you really see exactly who they are and who they've always been. And there's a comfort in still having some of the same traits you had in eighth grade. And there's a a real... um, beauty and seeing how a lot of those things have changed. And to see people who are now able to be their own agents and not just please their parents Mm -hmm. actually become happy. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And the funny thing about most of these interactions is they've been in our childhood homes. And it's so funny to see that we're still sleeping in the same beds and hanging out on the same couch and on the same kitchen banquette. And yet, We all look different. We all have had different experiences. I played a game where I said, there's just, there's too much to cover by telling me your entire college experience and the entire time we haven't seen each other. Just give me a sentence per year. That's so much easier. Let's just catch up that way. Freshman year, 30 pounds overweight, (laughs) miserable. (laughs) Sophomore year, take a break. Dye my hair. Abroad. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. And your friends, um, for the ones I've seen, have really, it's it's been lovely. And also, you know, you'll see as you get older, and you've heard me talk about this, There's nothing quite like an old friend who knew you when, Mm -hmm. who knows your parents, who knows what you had to go through, who remembers that day, that terrible day of your life and who remembers that fantastic day Mm -hmm. of your life. Mm -hmm. It's like when you got the job you have now Mm -hmm. and your friend Charlotte 
said, if 15-year-old you, what, what did she say that was if so great? If 15-year-old you heard that you got this job, you'd be over the moon. It would be the greatest dream of your life. Right. And yeah. that was a lovely thing to hear and also true, I think. It's about the foundation. Yes. Yeah. It, and we also went through our old yearbooks and there was something so funny about seeing what we looked like and how we dressed and what we wrote in each other's yearbooks. Um, I mean, it was it's a beautiful thing. So I love that. OK, number five, make it good. Poopery. Well, it's perfect. It's the greatest product of all time. You spray it in the toilet before you go. And I'm particularly grateful for it because I was away for Christmas with my boyfriend and his family. And uh, I have some digestive issues. You could put it one, that way. One would say one in a two mile radius of me may notice. <laughs> and I decided to bring it with me to uh, Greenwich, Connecticut, where we were, which I think is the only county in America where people don't excrete at all. Not at all. They're there not is, allowed. It's not possible. Um, it, it would take a lot of passion. <laughs> so um, it made for a very stealth BM, um, <laughs> I which I this. really uh, am really grateful for. And it only became a little less stealth when I left the spray bottle on his couch. Oh. <laughs> but um, but highly recommend. It is uh, a real lifesaver out there. Bring it to work. Bring it uh, in your purse. You're not being paid for this endorsement. I am not being. This is not SponCon, but I will take... A, uh, a case. I'll take a freebie. Yeah, if they if you're out there, poopery, I will send you my address. You can uh, DM me at lisaburnback.com backslash backslash exhibit B. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about that product was I really hated the commercial for it with mm-hmm. that British woman sitting Ooh. on the on the party on yeah, the, the loo, loo. Yeah. the loo. But then I got some at a in a goodie bag. Mm-hmm which I gave you, mm-hmm. and it actually works. Game changer. Game changer. Well, I want to thank you, Exhibit B, for being here. You are, in my eyes, a complete delight. Ah, oh, likewise. Thank you, darling. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And to all of you, I say stay cool and act natural. Bye-bye. That was Five Things with Lisa Bernbach. New episodes every Friday, if she remembers.